The leaders that will be most effective are the ones that actually are willing to be authentic, be themselves, get it wrong, um, and just be open with their people. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, leaders. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lead Podcast. Our aim is to uncover the art of leadership by speaking with thought leaders and experts from different sectors. My name is Ali and I am joined with my co-host Amin talking to Susie Jones. Susie lives and breeds innovation. She currently is the principal advisor at Ascient. At the time of recording, Susie was the innovation manager at SA Water. In this episode, Susie would talk about how to lead innovative organizations, the power of authentic leadership, and how to communicate your message effectively. I have absolutely no doubt that you will enjoy this episode. Thank you for joining us, Susie. Oh, thank um, you for inviting to, me. I'm very excited to have you here today. I think we're going to have a great conversation about innovation and change topics that are very important when it comes to leadership, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. The word innovation, um, a lot of people are using it these days. It seems to be like a buzzword. Mm-hmm. What does it mean in its core? Um, so for me and the way we've defined innovation at SA Water is mm. for us innovation is about bringing ideas to life that deliver value for our customers, for our community or for our people. So for me the important elements in there is innovation doesn't have to be new. It's not necessarily something new, it's about creating value. You may mm. have done something in a way over here with this system and you've done it for a long time but you've just never applied that way of doing it to this system over here. So it's finding the connections for things and creating value. And, and value is, is um, subjective. To SA Waters customers, value means one thing, but to a, a community of startups, it, it may be something else. Yeah. And I think that the, the crux of innovation is around creating value for whoever it is you're trying to help and support. But also, um, and it's, that, it's, that, it's not just the creativity, it's the delivery of value as well and, and there's a balance and a place place mm. for the creativity and for the guide rails and the process yeah. of things from my understanding a lot of people when they when they hear the word innovation they think of it as this complex uh, either problem or issue that needs to be solved in order to be innovative right but that's not the case true that is not the case and and I totally it makes me smile when you say that because it's exactly how I felt when I was doing a change management role and and um, my predecessor, who was in an, held an innovation position at SA Water, um, sent me an email and said, Hi Susie, I'd love to invite you to come on the innovation panel. We're speaking to school children about innovation and uh, we want you to come along. And I went, oh, I think she sent this to the wrong person. And I, I don't think you mean me. I, I'm not innovative. I, I don't do innovation. And she's like, yeah, you do, because you know how you do this and you know how you created that thing where you got that group to talk to this group in a different way, that, that's innovation. And sometimes this, yeah, a, a word can seem a bit um, complex or technical and it's for the, yeah. the experts over there. Yeah. It, it's really, innovation is for everybody. It's from that, that thing where you go to Ikea and you buy the hook, but the place you put it isn't where it was designed to go. You yeah. put it where you need it yeah. and it works for you. Um, that's just as innovative as you know your, yeah. your new vacuum cleaner or whatever. So yeah. I think um, 
yeah the uh, I, I totally hear that and that's part of what my role is as mm. a leader in innovation is to demystify it give people mm. that that tangibility to say if you've got an idea if you, you know someone who's got an idea mm -hmm. here are some guide rails to get you from the idea to delivery of value because you need the creativity but you need a bit of a pathway people know, need to know how to get there and that's what that's what the role of innovation managers innovation mm. advisors and leaders are there to do they're there to help people get from their idea to, to something of value mm. I'm glad you touched on that uh, that was actually my next question how do you change that misconception within an organization and tell them hey innovation is actually not something so complex and mm. actually yeah. something that available for everyone given the right support yes show them don't tell them mm -hmm. show them so this is why um, so part of what my role is is to um, create opportunity for people to get involved in innovation to try these techniques and tools that we use um, to see for themselves to try for themselves that they can do it and they they know we're just giving them the the template to, to, to make it happen or bring it to life so um, uh, at the moment I'm running our second whole of business challenge um, in SA water we've got um, we had one at the start of the year around reducing and reusing waste and we have and we've got one on the go at the moment that's nearly um, coming to the end on how can we reduce customer service interruptions and the way we go about the challenge is we make them accessible to everybody you make mm. it accessible digitally as well as face-to-face -face. Um, you make it and you talk to people in terms that make sense to them and think that they care about all of our employees right. care about our customers and giving good service and everybody hates our customers having time out of their their service whether that's water or wastewater service so when you state and, and let people be involved in solving a problem that they care mm. about that's the door and then letting them have a go and and that's the um, that's what um, Help, helps people see mm. it isn't innovation isn't just for the technical scientists that are you know playing with carbon and um, what have you it's actually for everybody you spoke about these like innovation challenges mm -hmm. so are these driven by a specific problem space a problem area um, the approach that we take because um, you can apply everybody's only got so much time and energy yep. so you could solve lots of different problems but what is the right problem to try and solve yep. for you so at SA Water um, uh, last year we launched our new vision statement and our new strategy so we um, uh, well back in, in the past we've always been an innovative company but we're very much an infrastructure company we're about the infrastructure the pipes um, and the valves and the system and maintaining the network water in, sewer out uh, over time we've had some excellent leaders and um, we were evolved from an infrastructure company to a customer service company where whereby as competition grows um, we want to make sure our customers choose us they don't mm. you know come to us because they have to so we've evolved over time to a customer service business now in our recently launched strategy we don't just want to serve our customers we want to serve the community we're a big part of South Australia and we want to lead and we want to support South Australia so um, about a year ago we launched our new vision which is for SA Water we want to um, provide healthy uh, we want to provide um, clear clean safe water for a healthy and sustainable South Australia so healthy and sustainable in South Australia not just our customers the people that pay the bills but our community broader community and that is what drove our new strategy and so we have specific focus areas mm. in our strategy 
around delivering for our customers, but also about healthy communities, about proactive environmental leadership. So we have these um, focus areas in our strategy. And so what we have done within our innovation, um, uh, I guess, um, capabilities go, what are we as a business trying to do? How are we? How are we as a business saying we need to do it? Mm. That is where we need to target our innovation uh, efforts. So we are saying we want to deliver um, for our customers uh, for a healthy and sustainable South Australia. We say we want to do it by being proactive environmental leaders. Hence, a challenge on reduce and reuse waste. How do we help our people l- deliver our strategy? And that's what innovation is for: it's to solve the problems that should be solved. Now, for another company with another vision, there their focus for their innovation might be different however for us we all any company should be striving to innovate towards their strategy just problem solving centric yeah yeah absolutely however i would say that innovation doesn't have to be um problem first solution second it can come the other way so one of the most famous innovations um the the post-it note the sticky stuff on the back of the the post-it note that sticky stuff was created first before they had a purpose for it it wasn't anybody going oh i really need a square thing that i can stick on the wall and easily the problem didn't come the solution came before the problem and they what could we use this for Mm. so i think in innovation can come problem first or solution first and both should be welcomed however for a company that is trying to um systemically embed innovation it should be led by your strategy and that's what we've done and i think that's why we've got um, the traction we have and that's why we've got the engagement of our people um and our partners as well yeah you mentioned the strategy and that is part of that the framework that you guys use for innovation right that's right so Can you um, tell us about that bit? yeah so when i first moved into the role um, i think you don't reinvent the wheel there's a lot of other companies out there who have been um, uh, doing um, doing great things in the innovation space. So um, I went out and talked with people like SA Power Networks, RAA, um, some other uh, water companies, uh, Unity Water, and talked about what are they doing in the innovation space? What models or frameworks are they using? What is you know what are the the tried and, tr- and true ways that you can tangibly say yes, if we do this, we are going to achieve what we would want to achieve. So um, one of those um, methods or frameworks is the Inventium framework, which is based on nine drivers of innovation. And so we've actually benchmarked ourselves using the Inventium um, model. And we they run as part of um, the um, Australian Financial Review's Most Innovative Companies Awards that they do each year. Um, they use that framework to um, assess how innovative companies are. Do you remember the nine enablers from top of your head? Testing it on the spot, Ali. I'm just visualizing it in my head. So we've got uh, roles is one. So it's about having roles within your organization, whether it's in someone's position description around the the need to support um, innovation or they might have uh, tasks around innovation. Process. So having an innovation process, what the steps are to get from A to B. What stage guide to the framework? Like what are you actually using? Yeah. Um, resources so it has mm. to be time and money available for um, resources so resources so big want. To, to do that leadership is another one so leaders have to under, people leaders have to understand that they play a critical role in innovation because if every time a team member comes to them and says hey boss I've just thought you know that thing we've done this way for the last five years I've got this idea to do it like 
this instead. If the first thing that comes out that leader's mouth is, no, no, mate, just get on, just follow the process. Um, We've been doing it that way for a while. Don't worry about it. Don't That's how we always did it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so leaders play, uh, first line leaders especially, uh, play a vital role. And if you haven't got the leadership and the leaders don't know how to lead for an innovative culture, then you're not going to get very far. Culture is the next one. Having mm. a, a culture and a, and a, and a, a setting in the business that um, uh, fosters innovation, that rewards and recognises innovation. Um, uh, being seen as a leader, so that external um, element of being um, right. um, a player, so to speak. Right. You're one of the, when people think SA Water, they think, oh yeah, they're really innovative. We've seen this new thing they've done and that. So that's right. that's so it's the external community's perspective off you. Right. Yep. Is that like almost like a social license? It kind is, of, in about, a way. You know, it's, you know if, if something, it's like, in a way, like your, your Red Bull brand. When you think Red Bull, you think extreme sports, out there, cutting edge, you know. So that's the, it's how you're perceived. What's your persona? Communication. So people talking about innovation. Do people know that there's an innovation process? Do they know there's an innovation team? Um, I don't know how many I'm up to. I think, I think you're up to eight. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good on the spot. Yeah, yeah you did well. Yes, the and the, the, the other one that I've um, remembered is training. Training. You Ooh. need to provide training um, because people just don't know how to be innovative. It's not you innovative or you're not. It's a teachable skill. So actually having training in place for people to learn skills mm. in innovation, how to do design thinking, how to take an idea and transfer, how to experiment. What is an experiment? How yep. do you actually test a hypothesis? Just disprove it or prove it to then build a business case to pitch for your pilot. I think if we think of these nine, I suppose, drivers of yeah. principles, um, what are some of the leading organizations that you think out there, and that doesn't have to be an Australian organization, I suppose, Yeah. even like an international organization that you think are pretty close. I'm not sure if I can think of any organization that's hit them mm -hmm. all like now on the I think um, nine of them yeah um well so SA Power Networks are doing an excellent job of innovating in across those nine so we um uh, what I find whenever I talk to SA Power Networks and um, their innovation manager, Emma Cole, is when I'm looking to try and do something, like I think I'd like us to get into this space, what do you know about that? They've generally got a toe in the water. So for example, um, as part of this challenge, we're looking at the um, challenge around how can we reduce customer service interruptions. One of our um, challenges, we cover the whole state. So we've got some remote areas where signal is not always uh, reliable. So we've got some areas where they have low signal and in order to do their work and to break ground safely to fix a fault we have to do things like dial before you dig and, and safety processes on our digital um, tablets if they haven't got, haven't got a signal they can't do that they've got to drive 10k down the road get signal do the, do the safety checks drive back then break ground and that can put time on the amount of, amount of time a customer might be out of water so we were looking into this idea and somebody raised, oh, what about Elon Musk's Starlink, the satellites? Could that be an option? I don't know. 
happy to give them a oh yeah we've bought one of those so they've bought so so power networks have already um invest bought um you know just one yeah just one to actually yeah. have a look at test it play with it and it's still in, in beta it's not even yeah. so for me i think locally of the and you've got rea as well you know they're doing a lot in the incubator space that you know they need to advance in the in driverless cars and and rea are evolving not just as um a transport and a, and a vehicle support type company they're evolving into travel and also mobility as a service yep. in general um, yep. so i think you know those are some in in south australia of some of the the players that i think are really you know pushing in the innovation space but um yeah, I, I think um, I know. I think people, you know, people that come to mind are your, your I guess, your entrepreneurial innovators like your Richard Branson's and um, and that evolution of really, um, and it does bring me back to the the Simon Sinek concepts of so um, of find your why. Um, when we think about Apple, we don't think about specifically the thing that they make, it's their why. Their why is to make it a really cool, easy to use experience. So, you know, you had your, your iPods and, your, and it evolves over time. And it's not what they do, it's why they do it. And I think innovative companies are the ones that know their why. It doesn't matter how they get the outcome, they're keeping to their core of their why. So they're the companies that I see as most innovative because you're always looking for the next best way to, to serve your purpose. So. I love I love that example. Ali knows me very well. I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. Yes. That's a good segue to my next question. Based on what we are learning today, mm -hmm. um, our young generation, people that are inspiring to be leaders, do you think it's enough for us to actually be the type of leaders that can drive innovation within an organization in the future? Well, I think what I remember, um, so I'm 40 something. Um, <laughs> I love her. Uh, I disclose that. Um, and so when I first became a manager, because that's what you were called when I got into leadership, you were a manager, um, I learned that you needed to know the, the business you were working in, you needed to know the rules, you needed to know, you know, um, and what your um, team needed from you, you needed to do performance reviews, you needed to do the doing. And that was a manager, and that's what you were, and that's what you were trained to do. That's what your training was in management training. Whereas, and, and there was an expectation on when you walk through the door of your office, you leave your personal stuff at home. You put on your professional mantle, you walk in, you leave your, you know, whatever at the door. That is not how the world works today. And I'm glad because actually we we bring our whole selves to work. You can't expect a person who is having some sort of issue or struggle at home, young family, you know, elderly parents they're trying to look after and they've had something really challenging to deal with. You, if you expect and put the pressure on that person to, do you know what? I don't want to see it. Just you're at work now. I want you full attention. Work mode. Yeah you are asking that person to suppress who they are and you're not going to get um, a, a, a good day's work out of that person and back when I first started that was the expectation we are now in a society which I'm pleased about that we sit, we bring our whole selves to work it's recognized that you are your best self if you can just be you be valued as an individual um, be recognized for your efforts and it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to not be firing on all cylinders every day. 
And so, but what that actually means as young leaders evolving is not only do you need to be effective in a, as a manager and uh, in your profession of choice, obviously if you're in engineering, you need an appreciation for engineering um, uh, capabilities and the technologies and functions, but you also really need to have empathy for people. You need to have really good interpersonal and intuitive skills around looking at your people and going, I don't think Ali's on form today, I'm just going to take a coffee, what's going on? Because previously it was, if there's something not wrong, well, you're clearly not performing, so let's just deal let's with it. Let's have a corridor chat, and that chat is often what's wrong. Yes, rather than, hey, talk to me. And I think as upcoming leaders, the leaders that are going to be most effective are the ones that can be, and the reason I give all that preamble is, is the re, the leaders that are willing to take the risk to be themselves, to just be them, come in and go, do you know what, I'm not going to worry if I'm impressing this person or that person, and did I just say that right thing in front of that general manager? It's the leaders that will be most effective are the ones that actually are willing to be authentic, be themselves, get it wrong, um, and just be open with their people. So there's a there's now there are tra- there's training available like that now. However, you've still got a whole generation of managers and leaders in businesses that are old school. They don't see that that is the way. But my my opinion perceptions are. If our young leaders come up and are able to be their whole selves, be authentic and be feel okay that they might get it wrong, um, that is how they're going to effectively lead and empower the people that work for them. So that that's where I would say I I, I don't know if they're actually teaching that in university. <laughs> Okay. There definitely aren't at that university. Okay. <laughs> we so, haven't been out of uni that long. It's yeah. been a few years, but they're definitely not teaching that yeah. at university. But when you know, you look at the stuff that so and to be an effective leader, you need to be a lifelong learner. So I and I think sometimes you only because for me, and I can only speak from my experiences, as I came up through being a, a young leader, first management job, I was one of the youngest senior managers in British Telecom, you know, and I wore that as armour. I was like, got to make sure I live up to that expectation. Um, I wasn't authentic all the time. And so I would make decisions and I would do what needed to be done, but with a with a protective... Facade, the facade, yeah. Um, Whereas when you, sometimes through adversity, you might, you know, lose a loved one, you might deal with a difficult situation. Sometimes when you go through that adversity and you actually are willing to be a bit vulnerable with um, either a, a colleague or a good friend and they, you actually are reciprocated and still valued mm. as an individual, flawed one, but mm. an individual, that can often be what enables people to transition from being a manager into being an authentic leader. And by being your own whole self, flawed, you allow others to be their whole selves as well. And 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 that is what real leadership is. It's about seeing other people um, and lifting them up yeah and and I think if with the sorts of so to get there you've got to be willing to learn and get it wrong and things like um, infinite and finite games um, things like Brene Brown's dare to lead um, things like um, Adam Grant think differently I'll think again 
these are all ways that as individuals we can stretch our capabilities as humans and as leaders and I think the people that are going to make the best leaders are those ones that are willing to always be learning and, and be their authentic selves. I love that you mentioned that I think uh, the the all of those people we are so blessed to have them uh. people like Brenna Brown, Simon Sinek, Adam Grant so so many you can name um, and when you say in being authentic it just refers back to what um, Brenna Brown really loves to talk about is vulnerability right mm. so you want to be vulnerable and to wonderful other people just like okay I can I can be comfortable and be myself here again yeah yeah uh, you mentioned that even though we are in, in, in a change in a phase that we're changing in terms of how we're looking into leadership but there are still a lot of people in position of leadership that are mm -hmm. not used to this yeah. new way of doing things yeah. how do you then deal with that yeah so you need to speak to your audience if you're doing a show for four-year-olds you need to speak their language if you've got you know a bunch of engineers you're talking to you've got to speak their language so it's it's about seek first to understand um, which is yeah. seven effects of habits yeah. Stephen and so if you recognize okay why is that why am I getting that response what do they need what do they need to hear why are they worried why are they concerned and it's it's how do you help them solve their problem and that is you show them how innovation helps them solve their problem um, and we, 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 as humans, we're all driven by a, a fear, by avoiding harm, um, and those of us who are more fortunate are willing to push into um, grabbing opportunity. But naturally, as humans, we will avoid threats rather than l lean into opportunity. And everybody does it, but it's just at varying levels and depending on how much risk is involved. So those board members and those senior leaders who are have a lot of expectation on them, a lot of responsibility, they are fearful if they step too far away from what they know or that's very different, they're, they're open to um, risk and failure. But it's about, okay, how do you show them and talk in their language so that you can de-risk that and um, enable them to see the opportunity without fearing the threat. Um, and that's communication. It's relationships. It's about being authentic with them, letting them be authentic because they're wearing um, armor as well. You know, you're the CE. It's a lot of responsibility. You know, how do you have that? chit chat with for a coffee with you know whoever and you it's that you you can't change anybody's behavior but your own but you can influence and so by being your authentic self oops, in the company of whoever it might be that enables them to be their authentic selves as well so I think that's speak their language recognize that it, they are actually coming from a place of fear how do you de-risk that for them um, and one of the things I find interesting really about change management because old school managers would say oh change management that's the fluffy stuff don't worry about that um, change management is actually risk management it's, it's a risk avoidance so all the principles around change management are looking for all the places that humans will derail your idea. So it's a system vulnerabilities assessment. Mm. Yeah, and so you can talk system from the sense of holistic system holistic systems, or yeah. whatever system. Yeah. And so change management principles are there to de-risk your situation that you spend so much money on this thing. It's technically beautiful. All the procedures are written perfectly and no typos. You get it, put it in, nobody adopts it. Yeah, they'll do the training, but three months later, no one's using the system. They've all gone back yeah. to the old way. And it's that... But it's because 
if it's seen as the fluffy stuff or too hard, oh, don't do the people stuff. Oh, don't want to tell so and so that you know we're changing the system he built three years ago. If you don't tackle those challenging conversations and um, deal with the people, because people are what make or break everything, do it up front, have the meaty conversation, and that will uh, de-risk your um, your solution. And for the for those of, um, of our colleagues that are you know um, in senior and executive positions, they're spending a lot of money and they're investing in in things going right. So by helping them to see the value of things like change management and the value of letting people try and fail, um, then that de-risks it, and the investments that they do then make. So you seed fund, you invest small things iteratively, agile, use those iterations because actually the product you get at the end will have cost you less money, less rework and actually will be better adopted. So, yeah. So taking them, like you try and take them on the journey Mm. from the beginning. Yeah. Take them on the journey but taught their language because I would explain it different Mm. to a four-year-old than I would an engineer. It's actually the same thing. Yeah, the same, yeah. But it, it would be in different, in a different way. That makes sense. I think there's a saying around if you speak someone's native language, it goes straight to the heart. Hmm. And if if you speak any other second language, it goes to their brain. And it's a misconception that we're logical. We're emotional. Human beings are emotional. We make emotional decisions every day. Um, We make decisions differently if we've eaten compared to if we haven't. You know, it's... It's, it's this concept of we need to recognize that we are our whole being. We are emotional, physical, mental. Um, all of those things need to be taken into consideration. We're not robots. We don't just make black and white decisions. And the sooner that more leaders recognize that we are a whole self, you need to appeal to all of it. You mm. need to um, appeal to people's hearts and minds when you're trying to influence um, and when you're trying to innovate because why should someone care and bother to get um, to get involved. To be authentic, you have to have a very good self understanding of yourself, right? Absolutely. Otherwise, how else can you be authentic? Yeah, agree. How, you can't teach it, so, yeah. or can you? Yes, you can learn it absolutely, but you have to be willing to take a risk, and and that's so. The risk of what? The risk of getting it wrong, looking like an idiot. Um, um, confronting yourself yeah um, all those things and I think what's interesting is if you um, are willing to share a little of your non-perfect self with someone nine times out of ten they will share something imperfect about themselves and um, and as humans we there's two main um, drivers for the for how humans operate is we want to connect but we also want to feel like we're doing a little bit better or okay in general in society, which is why we look and compare ourselves to others. And we think, oh, I'm, I'm 25, I haven't got a manager's job yet, oh my, should I have got one? So we, we do look, but we also want to connect. And sometimes that desire to connect can be in um, juxtaposition with our desire to be doing well and doing better. So being willing to go, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm, I'm going to risk looking like I'm not doing as well as everybody else for the benefit of this connection, um, that's when that's when you get the gold, to be perfectly honest with you, because it actually, it gives you the um, permission 
just to be you. And I think if more people did that earlier in their lives, I think quite a lot of people kind of only do it when they get to my age in their 40s. Um, because by then, life you've had enough life where some sort of adversity has crossed your path. Whereas if, if we taught in leadership courses, that even at least the mechanics of um, um, adversity, empathy, um, and around authenticity of leadership and the value over your traditional, you know, uh, big stick approach or whatever it might be, or authoritarian, then um, we would have um, a lot of excellent leaders a lot younger in their careers. All right, we'll move on to our last and not least part of the podcast, which mm-hmm. is we just throw very quick questions and your answers can be, I suppose, short, quick, but they can, they can still be long. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Oh, what advice would you give to yourself? Um back yourself you got this nice and if your 18 year old self sees you today Mm -hmm. what would you say what are you wearing (laughs) 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 I used to be into rock music and and wow I I would have picked that layers lots of black eyeliner oh wow what are you wearing rock and roll hardcore hard rock wow <laughs> I love it. Awesome. I love it. There you go. Bonding. <laughs> what does success mean to you and who does it remind you of? Um, success to me is I'm an enabler, so success to me is that something I've done or said or helped with has enabled that other person to do whatever it was they were trying to do. That That's success to me. And who does it remind me of? Hmm. Um, well, um, one of the people that in, inspires, still inspires me um, is my late mother, um, Jean Jones. Um, she was um, yeah, Jean Jones extraordinaire. She was, um, I'm very similar to her. She was um, a, a counsellor a teacher, um, a leader in um, in change as well. Um, and yes, yeah, so I, I feel blessed to have been given a lot of the skills that I use today to help other people. She imparted those on me from a young age. So yeah, so um, um, and I at her, when she passed about five years ago, um, the service that was held, so many people stood up and said, I wish I had a bracelet that said, what would Jean do? And I, when I think about, I've got this challenging situation, I, I say to myself, what would Jean do? Or what would Jean say to wow. me? That if, if that was wow. what happened when, you know, when I'm long gone and people said, oh, what would Susie have said to me about this? That, that would be success for me. I really thank you for sharing that and I have to definitely comment I think in the seven effects of habits you mentioned earlier yeah. it pushes I think the readers to create almost like your funeral speech yeah. what do you want to hear and it's the most confronting thing I, I, I had a go at it and I dropped it mine are a bit easier hopefully <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is if you had the opportunity to gift your children one gift and that gift had to be a book mm-hmm. what book would it be that's a tough one because I do love books Um, I'm going to go with the book thief we've learned so so much today so yeah thank you so much for being here I'm sure a lot of people will get a lot of value out of this that's awesome thank you and and it is that same concept as as we chat that embeds for me what's important to me and and um, and it's that living mindfully it's not just doing the day-to-day skimming the surface it's trying to be authentic every day and you guys are giving me that opportunity so thank you
This brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening to it. We really do hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. Please let us know what resonated with you the most by tagging us in your LinkedIn and Instagram posts. Please also be sure to leave your reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as it will help us improve and grow over time. We have so many exciting guests and episodes ahead and we cannot wait to share them with you. But for now, you lead the way.